Cole, how you doing today on this fine evening here up in this Michigan town? What? <laughs> what was that? Is that British? No. <laughs> oh, no, not British. Oh my god, I was like, is that your British accent? It's terrible, Evie. No, that was some kind of weird cowboy accent. Okay, okay, fair. Good. Do, do, do you want me to start over? No, I liked it. Let's go for it. Fuck it. You you did it. You get to sit in it. Yeah, um, I, did it. I gotta own it. I definitely thought that you were trying to be British. I was like, that's the strangest British accent I've ever heard. Oh, darling, if I'm going to be British, you know, I'm going to talk about my cheese toasties. Don't be posh, though. I told you, we need the only way is Essex. You need, like, babe, babe. <laughs> or the, babe? It's Tuesday. Yeah, I like my like, cheese toasties in the morning. <laughs> like With some green tea? Yes, we need Essex. We need Essex accents only. Tuesday, isn't it? It's Tuesday, isn't it? Or I'm terrible at it. I'm so fucking bad at it, I can't. Uh, cheers, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to the queers. Cheers. Uh, this is hopefully our last week recording apart. We are both fully vaccinated. Thank you very much. Woohoo! Thank Moderna, you, Zion. Moderna gang over here. Pfizer over here. Yep, and I am very jealous of Pfizer, and I don't know why. I don't know how, why, but I am, like, so mad that I didn't get Pfizer. It's the most you know, ridiculous. I really think that that's just because Pfizer came out and was approved first. No, And it's had not. sort of, like, the most positive, like, initial, like, trials. No, I think I'm that's where you. the bias comes from. I don't think so. It's because, I told you, Pfizer is iPhone, Moderna's Android. And you know my feelings about that. I didn't know where did this come from? I don't know how to explain my logic with my Android versus iPhone energy, but one day I'm going to write a whole fucking... I totally understand that, but where did you come up with the Pfizer's iPhone? In in my gut. Oh, I see. I don't... Because it's a gut feeling, and my gut, it doesn't lie. It's, um, it's... My gut is problematic, don't get me wrong. Um, I don't have the best guts, but... It fucking knows what's going on, and it is it knows that Pfizer's iPhone, Moderna's, Moderna is fucking uh, Android, and Johnson and Johnson is um, uh, maybe Metro PCS, oh. or that fl- the one from Seven Eleven that you get, and it's like sixty bucks for like thirty five minutes or something. Maybe that. <laughs> what's the one for like old people? That, yeah, that one. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson is it the one that's like. Yeah, like it comes with like big numbers and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. consumers something or I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. So or like Boost Mobile or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much the phone plan I'm going to be moving into after my next birthday. I love that for you. <laughs> I'm such a that like I feel like I'm not like a big snob, but I'm such a snob about that. About I, iPhone versus Android. Yes. Absolutely. I, you know what it is. Here's my problem. Um. Okay. So first of all, I have all Apple stuff, and I fucking hate Apple too. Trust. We all hate Apple. If you having to, so something's been going on for about the last like few weeks. Like I constantly have to add my um password to my Apple ID. And if anybody, all those who have Apple knows how like fucking frustrating that is. Because God forbid you hit one wrong number in which. Since I've, like, got my nails done, like, the amount of wrong numbers I hit is, like, <laughs> out of pocket. And then you have to, like, I swear to God, it's basically, like, you're immediately under arrest. 
and like they don't give you any chances like your phone's your phone's locked and you have to answer all these like old ass questions and it's so frustrating like apple is so annoying however i cannot stand the way that the pictures look from android phones i don't care if anybody says they're so good i can't stand the way they look it always looks like cctv to me like it has this like weird super smooth kind of filtery look and I'm all for filters and messing with that stuff, but like just regular ass pictures, it's not, I, there's no Android. I know you said about your brother's one, that might be the exception, but there's no Android p- camera that can compare to iPhone camera, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, hey, your opinion is really all that matters. Well, to me, and to a lot of other people. Um, because I'm, no, I'm, I'm being serious, I'm not be- being facetious. I know it's, it might sound like I'm being facetious, <laughs> but I actually mean what I'm saying because hashtag Nicole is, Perfect. Oh my god, I love that you say that still after all of it. But anyway, um, there was like so many videos I see and stuff, like clips where there'll be like people posting reactions to text or something like that. And as everybody knows that if you have an iPhone, an iPhone, iPhone, and your text is blue, if it's Android, it's green. Right. And anytime, no matter what, the video that like if there's like text and it's green, there's at least 10 people in the comments being like, don't mess with people with Androids. <laughs> like, just don't. Like, we, like girls will, like, put pictures of, like, guys that, like, stood them up or whatever, and they'll have, like, Androids. And girls are like, the Android was the first red flag. <laughs> and, I mean, it's so judgmental. And do I really care? Yes. But do I really know? Like, I, you know, but I think it is kind of funny because I do. There is this, like, really weird cultural, like, splits on like iPhone versus Android so and I don't know how or why but um the sh- the vaccines have since do you remember when we were talking earlier about how I go off on tangents this is what I'm talking about yeah so well, I also remember a couple <laughs> weeks ago when I was texting you and my text must have flipped to green and you freaked out you were like why did you get an Android no I was like ew did you get an Android <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I don't want to alienate anybody. If you guys need Androids, fine. I'm just saying I don't like the picture quality. That's what bugs me. So how was your week, Nicole? How was your week? Why? My week was good. Uh, I'm moving soon, so I've been... I was going to say busy, but I've literally moved, like, three bags of books. That's it. But So I haven't really been that busy. But I am starting to pack and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, uh... Just work and packing. The you know, next couple weeks will be very busy, but I'm really excited to move downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's I'll be so close to Eastern Market and like just, I don't know. It'll be really fun. So. Yes. I love the Eastern Market. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to meet me down there this summer. Oh, um, all the time. Uh, what about you? How was your week? My week was kind of up and down. Um, I had, I had a lot of shitty days this past week but for some reason I woke up today in an extraordinarily good mood and I'll take it so I made made cinnamon rolls last night for my or yesterday for my first time ever um like I tried to make like a Cinnabon style you know like the ooey gooey instead Uh, of yeah uh, yeah I know uh they turned out really good yeah what do you do you use for the frosting or whatever oh it's a cream cheese frosting okay um basically uh Cream cheese, butter, maple extract, and powdered sugar. Huh. 
But I would, I would honestly make the frosting a little less sweet. It called for like two cups of powdered sugar. I would make it less sweet next time and probably more, uh, uh, more buttery. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just a little too, too sweet. Yeah. Those are good. I'm not a huge dessert person, but I really like those. Oh man. You know, uh, Mama Jackie, Amos's mom, put the bug in my ear a few weeks ago that she was craving cinnamon rolls. And uh, so she, you know, she bought the like Stay Puff Marshmallow Guy uh, cinnamon rolls, you know. Oh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> Marshmallow rolls sound nice though, but I, I was confused, yeah. The Pillsbury Doughboy ones. <laughs> but you know, this didn't really quite satisfy the craving for like a genuine cinnamon roll so i've been looking up recipes and i found one that was like a, cinna- a cinnabon copycat and so i made them and it was, they were fucking oh, i love that um yeah my i mean i've talked to you about my addiction with tropical smoothie cafe um sponsor us because i'm literally there every single day that's my like i, I the only thing i crave anymore I crave it more and more and I probably only go a few times a week at this point. I know that like now that I am fully vaccinated and feeling a little bit more uh, willing to venture out, you know, safely, but still a little bit more willing than I have been this past year. um, It could be dangerous. And the fact that they deliver is dangerous too, because there are days where I'm sitting here working and I'm just like, I don't give a fuck what the delivery fee is. I want my fucking smoothie. Yeah, it's so expensive to deliver. I love it. Like, my $7 smoothie is, like, $34. (laughs) It's so insane. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. But I usually go pick it up. Um, But fuck me if it isn't, like, my favorite thing in the world. Oh, God. Yeah, so I've been eating that uh, on the daily. I don't know if that sound that doesn't sound right, like the right expression. Yeah, I think that sounds just right. Yeah, just right. Um, but cinnamon rolls how good now. You had me kind of thinking about that. <sighs> anyway, so um, anything else this week? I'm trying to think. No, I mean fully vaccinated. Uh, oh, you know, I actually got to hug a couple of other fully vaccinated friends this weekend. Yeah. Rowan Jess. So that oh, was nice. amazing. Like actually hugging two human beings that, you know, I normally hug and I haven't hugged in over a year it was really, really nice. Uh are you a hugger person? Uh to some people, yes. Yeah. Yeah. To people that I really love, yeah. Um, I think generally speaking, I really am kind of grateful for the COVID uh break in that social nicety because the hugging of like literally just everybody, I can't stand. Yeah. Um, uh, are you gonna? Are we gonna hug when we see each other? You think? Oh, we're gonna hug for like days. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm looking I'm forward. I'm gonna hug to just to make you seriously uncomfortable. <laughs> I, no, I mean, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I'm not a huge hugger in general. Like a first, like I won't go first, go first. But I'll, I'll gladly accept. Okay. Um. <laughs> do you want to get to topic now? I think that would be fun. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's 
reality sensation that America is obsessing over. It turns out they also have 100% pure grade trash, just like us. Let's meet the Islanders. I'm Grace, I'm 22 in Liverpool years, but if I were in the States, I'd be 41. I'm Bella Rosa from Essex. My dad's a boxer and my mum's a pub. Just got my lips done. I asked the doctor for an allergic reaction. Hello, I'm Charlie. I'm from Murder Suicide England. And I've got two more years till my face catches up with my liver. I'm from the part of Ireland where the soil is bones. Call me Finlay. I'm from Scotland, but I'm also Italian. So my father's basically the scariest guy you've ever seen in your life. In the personal training, I'm just looking for a lady that I could cheat on for the rest of my life. I call me Mackenzie and I'm looking for the perfect guy because there's absolutely nothing wrong with me. <laughs> Watch the hottest people from the worst towns immediately couple up with someone based on nothing. I would like to couple up with a guy who's exactly my type on paper. He's got tattoos. He's got really great banter. He's proper fit. But at the same time, I'd go with anyone. So you. Babe, 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 babe. I'm gutted. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm gutted. That's the only thing I can say is babe. That's it. I am again. Once again, I am very bad at um British accents. But she's so fit. fit. Birds calling them birds. I do know that. She's so fit in it. In it. In it. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm found some. <laughs> So fucking ridiculous. And you do know I am am in love with the UK. Again, hit me up. But um so I should not um try attempt it anymore. Do you wanna tell the listeners what we're talking about this week? Love Island. Lesbian aversion. Uh we're basically doing a um on queered this week. We're doing a Love Island uh yeah lesbian version and what kind of what that would look like what we think that would look like rather um uh our resident expert eve would maybe like let us all know a little bit about what what island what love island is and what it's about love island is one of my current trashy addictions on television uh currently amos and i are in believe the fourth season of love island uk now it is wonderful for several reasons the first reason the accents are so fucking awesome second the drama is so high yeah and it's so trashy so basically love island is a reality show have you ever seen it before nicole uh, I have not. I have watched some clips, but I can tell you that um, as a huge Towie fan, and if you don't know what that is, that's The Only Way is Essex, which is a British reality show, kind of their Jersey Shore. Um, I can't, I get the vibe a little bit, and um, I've seen almost every other reality show. As you know, I'm like a whore for Bravo, so. Yeah, I figure that, you know, even if you haven't seen this particular one, Giving you the kind of rundown on how it goes, you'll you'll catch on pretty quick. Being the Certainly. reality expert that you are, you Certainly. know. And I I've watched Paradise Island, which is the Bachelor's version, so I kind of assume it's similar to that as well. So yeah, let's give it to me, and then let's well, uh, let's. You've also watched uh oh God, what was the show? The Circle. No, not the Circle. The, oh. the show. The reality show show. 
the loved one where they end up together where they're talking in the pods? <laughs> no, that's the circle, right? No, uh, the circle was the other one where they were just <laughs> what's the one where they were talking in the pods that you and I were really into for a little while? No, I'm talking about like the show. What uh, show, Evie? <laughs> it wasn't a reality show. It was a show about reality shows. <laughs> Man, Unreal. this is so meta. And I feel like we're, what is that crossing that dimension where you're like looking at the audience? Because I have no clue what you're talking about. We've crossed through the vagina that leads to another dimension. Yes. Um, <laughs> Unreal. You've watched Unreal. Oh, I did. Um, uh, and so oh the reason yeah. I bring that up is because I feel like that gives a little insight into how some of these like romantic quote unquote reality shows go, right? Like how the producers sort of produce certain situations to happen. Um, that, yes. Okay. So I definitely watched that show. Constance Zimmer is in it. Yeah. Uh, who is insanely attractive. Uh, now I'm going to try to stay on topic here, but this deserves a mention real quick because it's so fucking wild. I think I've asked you before if you watched Shameless. Yes. No, you have. but you haven't watched it, right? I have not. Did I tell you that Constance Zimmer played a love interest on Debbie, which is like um as eight seventeen year old girl, and it is the wildest thing I have ever seen on TV ever. I I don't know how to explain it because Debbie started the show as like a a child, and you know I've watched all the seasons, and now she's she does have a baby. She's sort of an adult, but matching her with Constance Zimmer is such. I I I don't I don't know how to explain when I saw it. How my I had to pick my job off the floor. That's all. Okay. But yes, um, yeah, that I, mean, I just don't have any point of reference because I've never seen the show. So I know, but um, trust me when I say it's a big fucking deal. And Constance Zimmer is a very attractive, and I really liked. I saw the first season of um, uh, of Unreal, and it was really good. And I used to wait on one of the guys um, when I lived in LA. I used to wait on uh. Craig Birko, I used to wait on him all the time. So basically, I'm in the show, is what I'm saying. So oh, okay, so you're basically, yeah, you wrote the show, right? So you understand everything. I am the director, yes. Yeah, is okay. That, if that's what you're asking, yes. Okay, so <clears throat> for the listeners who have not had the simple pleasure, as I have, of watching Love Island, I'm going to give you the premise kind of in a quick and dirty way. Uh, most of it is hetero, you know, it's it's very heteronormative, you know, it's geared towards the heteros. Um, there was one season of A Queer Love Island, which was a lot of fun, and that's when I got into it. Um, but generally speaking, the way it goes is uh, there's boys and girls, and Amos and I crack up about how they call each other boys and girls. They're all like in their 20s, you know what I'm saying? And they're talking about boys and girls like they're children. It's super weird. Just a little aside for you. That's weird, though. That is, that does frame it kind of in an odd way, instead of like men and women, like. Yeah, which boys do you want to couple up with? Which girls are you interested in? It's I wonder, though, if that's, like, more of a regional thing, like, if it is, like, more common to, you know, like, in, in the UK, like, I mean, I know now, like, here, I know men are usually referred to as men, and women are usually referred to as girls here, you well, know, that's and that true. Yeah. Be a thing. So, but I wonder in the UK if it's a little different, but anyway, go ahead. 
No, that's a very valid point because I did learn from the show that a grilled cheese is not a grilled cheese. It's a cheese toasty. Uh, and also, a lot of them refer to girls as birds. Well, yeah, and boys as lads. Lads and birds, <laughs> which I'm not 100% against. No, absolutely yeah. not. I'm so not. you've got the birds and you've got the lads, right? Okay. And essentially, like, they come in and they're, they couple up and their their whole purpose, quote unquote, is to find love, the one, you know, if, if there is such a thing as the one. Um. <clears throat> And as the show progresses, you know, they they bring in new Islanders and, you know, the recouplings happen. And, you know, one week it'll be the lads choice as to who they want to recouple with. And the next week it'll be the the birds choice as to who they want to couple up with. And um, so sometimes people come on and, you know, they'll they'll find somebody that they click with or that they're attracted to and they click with and, you know, they couple up with them and they kind of just try to stick with that. And then, you know, other times, you know, their, their other person will, you know, decide to recouple with somebody else and it'll cause drama in the, uh, in the villa. And about halfway through every season, they shuffle one of the groups, either the lads or the birds off to this place they call Casa Amor which is basically an identical villa. And they fill each villa with six new birds or uh, lads, depending on which villa you're in, right? So for the lads, they fill it with six new birds. And for the birds, they fill it with six new lads uh, for, you know, several days to see if, you know, bringing in new people will shake up their existing relationships and make their heads turn. And will they recouple and will they not? And if they go back to the villa without somebody and their, their person that they were coupled up with isn't coupled up, then they can stay together. But if they are coupled up, then they've been dumped. And so it's all of that kind of drama in okay. a nutshell. So now I want, I was thinking about reimagining it lesbian style. Ooh. Okay. Do you have any questions about like kind of the quick and dirty about how I ran down how it goes? No, no, no. I mean, again, as an avid Bravo watcher and like I, I it's funny because I never really watched The Bachelor, but I watched all the um, uh, Paradise uh, uh, Paradise Island ones. Which yeah, is, you know, for some reason, The Bachelor is just something I can't get into. It just doesn't seem like it's just not trashy enough for me. Yeah, it's. I don't care about, I don't know. I like the, like, I, okay, the messiness and the group dynamic and stuff like that is the fun part when it gets to the one on one. Um, but I've learned a lot about the people that were on the show from Paradise Island. So I think it's very, it's kind of similar in that way. Yeah. Talking about a lesbian love island. First things first. Let's, let's, let's draw that out. How would that look? I mean, because obviously we don't have the, the birds and the lads. Right. I mean, you know, so I wonder if it would be like. In terms of casting, do you think that they would stick with more like heteronormative like roles, like a 100%. more butch femme uh, And I think they'd find the people that would be willing to, you know, be like play that role be in that role i think what would what it would end up looking like is they find people who present as masculine uh regardless of whether or not they identify because as we know some people who present as masculine also are kind of like not at all right but i think that it would be 
I mean, they'd have to restructure the whole thing if they didn't do it like that. And I'm sure they very easily could, you know, just kind of maybe like have everybody in at once. But I think what they would do is like that. They'd have like uh, a masculine group <laughs> and then a more feminine. I know. I, I agree. I feel like they would produce people to fit more into a role, right? Like if you're more, uh, you know, sort of kind of, you know, a little bit more non-binary, you know, they're going to push you more into a feminine or a more uh, masculine role, depending on how you present, right? Sure. So I, like if you, if you, if, for example, if you have longer hair, they might say, well, why don't you put on a little mascara? You know, <laughs> why don't you try wearing these, this bikini, you know, and if you, oh, if you have like a shorter yeah. haircut or a more, you know, uh, masculine presenting haircut, you know, they might encourage you to, you know, wear a sports bra. I, or, I you know what I'm saying? You're so right. I think it would all come down to the haircut, literally. So I have had many, many haircuts in my life. You know that. Um, I've had super short haircuts before, like Caesar cuts. Just kidding. Oh, I've but, shaved my head. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had really short haircuts. And I've had really long hair. And generally, my hair is usually fairly long. And I'd say overall, like, I'm definitely probably more feminine, you know. Um, but, like, with short hair. And when I had a girlfriend who had long hair, the roles were so defined, not by us, but by other people. Like, people would just see that and assume masculine and feminine. And to be honest, um, I mean, I feel like we're kind of starting to move away from that. But, like... I'm guilty of that, too. Like, I'll I, you, just to be honest, I'm guilty of, like, seeing... Now, not... You know, I know to look a little further than just haircut, but I sometimes can, like... Not can, but I sometimes do see one person as more masculine, one person as more feminine. And I kind of, like, assign those roles in my head, you know? And I'm more, like, up to, like, listen to them. But I think that, like, in, in a situation like this, they would... It would be... It would come down to fucking haircuts. Like yeah, short I really hair, think so yeah. They're gonna put a fucking suit on you, long hair. You're gonna ball gown, babe. Like, it's gonna be okay. So this is the this like, is our first our first problem. Even if you're mildly sporty, right? Like, yes. just a little bit sporty. You know, it's probably gonna be like, okay, well, you've got muscles. <laughs> yeah. So like, like me, I'm very sporty but feminine. Just kidding. I'm not sporty at all. <laughs> you are a hockey player. Yeah, I am. I do play hockey, but I'm fucking terrible at other sports. Um, you can ask a few of our friends about that. But <laughs> yeah, so like, but no, I do think that they would like see certain people and be like, okay, you will assume that role. You'll assume this role. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's what the only thing we know how to do, you know? Um, okay, so that's our first Also, I think I think some of that also comes down to, I mean, generally speaking, these shows are for a mass produced audience, right? Like these shows aren't for a queer centered audience. Now, unless some unless this like production company or whoever the fuck they are decided to specifically do it for like a channel like Logo. Is Logo still on? Well, I don't know. But you know, hit us up. (laughs) But you know, specifically aimed for the queer audience. 
Yeah, no, it's totally mainstream. And you have, like... So, well, because of that, though, I feel like in order to make a mainstream audience more comfortable, you they would also do that sort of homogenizing or uh, heterosexualizing, you know, of yeah. the couples. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. sort of making the feminine more feminine and masculine more masculine to make it more palatable to a mainstream audience so that they don't get confused. Yeah, it's so boring. It's so boring out here in life. Um, I do agree. Uh, the only thing, uh, a little caveat here, the only thing I think that maybe we could see a difference is all the, there's some really good queer people who make um, content on things like YouTube and stuff like that. Those were, it could probably be pretty different if it was like queer. But we're talking mainstream here. Mainstream, right. yes, 100%. Yeah, okay, if, so, ever, if a queer person was actually doing it, I mean, certainly there would definitely be a lot of different yeah. aspects to it, for sure. <laughs> okay, oh, so man, can... that's that would be a great. See, that's what we should do. That's what we need, Nicole. What we need really? a new segment or like an episode every now and again where we just reimagine the world as queer. That's pretty. That's a pretty great idea. Yeah. So, like, if anybody has any ideas for shows that you would like to see as queer, um, send us a message, and we can like, we could do that for sure. I have a ton. I have a ton. Yeah. Actually, I only watched like four shows, but <laughs> all four of those. <laughs> I mean, because if we lived in a queer world, then we wouldn't even be talking about how the casting would go. Yeah. We would know. But we would be wondering how the casting would go for straight people, and that would be so much fun <laughs> to like stereotype and imagine that. <laughs> um, well, we're at the point now where we have, let's say, we have. Uh, so we're. I mean, obviously, it's not birds and lads now; it's birds and birds. So we'll maybe... we'll call we'll just go with the butch and femme since we're. We're pretty sure that they're going to stereotype. So we've got the butch and the femmes. Okay, so butch comes first. Uh, and then femmes. Now, this is, here's one of the biggest issues I see happening immediately. And this is a generational thing. First things first, um, younger millennials and Gen Z would not be, like, okay with that. Like, I feel like immediately there would be so much talk about the heteronormativity. Like, Unless they found, like, they, they did do this before. Do you remember uh, um, Trina Tequila? Tequila Tequila? Yes, 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 Trina. Trina Tequila. <laughs> Tila, Tina Tequila? What is it? Tia Tequila? Tila Tequila. Yeah, that one. Um, they, But, like, also that was a, a while ago, and, and queer culture wasn't, like, I don't want to say it's like completely defined now, but I feel like there's there's more people out there who are um, who like uh, are more comfortable talking about it and, you know, having like expectations at that point. Any representation was like good representation just because you had representation. Right. Whereas now I think that if we had like if or if the producers produce this show with I, how many people are usually on the island at first? I don't know. I want to say like 10 or 12 or something like that. Okay. 10 or 12 queer people, there'd be at least a couple people, a couple people who'd be like, um, this is problematic. You know, okay. Actually, 
if we were to really reimagine Love Island as a lesbian Love Island, and let's let's imagine it in like with a queer eye instead of like as they do it now. Okay. Okay. The way I think that they would have to do it is they would have to bring all 10 or 12, however the first number is, whatever, all 10 or 12 of the lesbians in at the same time. And they would have to have like a, a healing circle type thing where somebody gets a talking stick. <laughs> And everybody goes around and talks about, like, they, everybody, oops, sorry. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. You remember when they had that run one cricket? (laughs) Yeah. Vengeance. So the talking stick would be passed around and everybody would respectfully wait until they had the talking stick. And everybody would, you know, first introduce themselves and talk about what they're looking for in a partner. And then there would be a great negotiation that went on in terms of coming to a community consensus about what the sleeping arrangements are going to be for the night. And potentially, you know, going across and trying to figure out who's interested in who. Okay, so I don't mean to say this, but I did fall asleep while you were talking. (laughs) Because that's horribly boring. I'm sorry. And I get you're right. And that's how it should be, actually. But this is reality TV. So we need to meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah. They're not going to, like, they're not looking for consensus. That's boring. They're not going to do that. They're going to get people that are problematic and people that are, like, um, so there's, I don't know if this is butch culture. I'm not comfortable enough to speak on what culture is what because I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about most of the time. But there's definitely, like, a hey mama's culture. Do you know what that is? Just imagine the, like, hey mama's, like, the kind of cheese ball, like, swagger thing. Yeah. That's more what I'm picturing. That's, like, I feel like butch is, like, um, that's such a, a different identity and a bigger identity and... I but hey mamas, I feel like would fucking jump at the opportunity to be in that kind of role. And in fact, to like kind of take the like role as like um sort of um not masculine in terms of like gender, but like uh masculine in terms of like more, you know, like the assertive side. I like feel like there was Yeah, I think I think the hey mamas would be fucking all over that and now as far as femmes go that um you could definitely get more like the kind of trina i can't fucking think of her name ever tila tila tia tila tila t-i-l-a jesus tila tequila girls maybe you know um because i mean you're not probably gonna get like a slew of like cottage core lesbians kind of you know i feel like they just wouldn't try to they try like wouldn't even participate in that boring whatever anyway so you get tequila tequila hey mamas and then we would see like some fucking drama and action um what you're saying though i feel like again it would be something kind of in the middle because i women do have a tendency to think through things more in, in situations like that like you notice if you watch um and and that's not to say like you know, uh, men aren't capable of that because I'm an avid watcher of Jersey Shore and they, they're, 
Ron was very sensitive in that show all the time. Ron! Ron, stop! And Sammy, and like, I mean, men cause just as much drama. They bitch just as much. They whine just as much. But um, all women, this is the next problem we're going to get to. (laughs) All women on this island... Actually, this is a really good metaphor, the way that you and I are having this conversation. The fact that we can't even come to a consensus, but we're still trying to respect each other's, like, point of view. Like, a consensus will never be, you know, nobody will ever come to it because we can never stop talking around it. And that would be the problem with all women. You know, like, some women will be okay with it being, like, sort of um, slightly offensive and, like, maybe kind of, like, like that heteronormativity coming through and then other women would probably have a problem with it. But since they're women, they would listen to each other. And so it would end up being a day, two episodes of them fucking talking it through. <laughs> so you're right. So do you think on this island that we are talking about uh, trans women would be included if they identify as lesbian they should agree they should (laughs) um we're going to assume that yes trans women are going to be allowed on this island yes that's to me there's no qualifier there for women if you know but like and i think especially nowadays i think that that is going to be a that's okay echo is passionate he has feelings about it (laughs) i think he agrees i think i just heard echo say trans women are women yes Yes. So, okay. So, all the uh, uh, ovarian, uh, all the women who have ovaries on this island are going to sync up on their cycles. Huh. Yeah, I guess so. I just listened to a story about this show Survivor. And how they had to work with tampons. There's a chick on TikTok. I'll send her your link. You guys should all look her up. I'll put the link after. But she talks about little, like, tricks and trades of the show Survivor. And it's kind of wild. Um, she tried to use a tampon as a, uh, to uh, seal up a wound once. <laughs> and they almost kicked her off the show for it. Really? Why? Yeah. Because you're not, because it was like a, like, Obviously, you need tampons for what you would need tampons for, but using them for other things is kind of considered slightly cheating. It's been so long since I've seen um, Survivor. I don't remember exactly how it went, but yeah. Well, Uh, yeah, so... Well, either way, I'm not even talking about, like, products. More so, I'm talking about the drama of PMS. The drama of PMS week would be, like, that would be, like, the week that you want Sweeps Week to be happening. (laughs) I mean, doesn't that take a little while, though? How long would they be on the island? Well, I feel like they're there for, like, the summer. Okay. They're there right. for, like, a f- longer than a couple of months. So that last, the the the, the second part, this, the second part. The second part month of in, yeah. yeah, when everybody's synced up. Yeah, that PMS week is sweeps week. That's when you've got to, like, schedule that shit out and make sure, because that is the week that, everything's going down. And now I think the thing that I've been struggling with here and I, I failed to do, I think up front was sort of put myself in the mindset of a 21 or a 20 ish year old 
as opposed to thinking from my own perspective. Because I think from a 20-ish perspective, it might be a little different on Lesbian Love Island. For sure. But, I mean, I'm talking about just women in general, the way that they approach things. It's so different. They'd end up having a few that would, like, call bullshit on a lot of things. So I think things would... I think things would take longer to happen because there would be many more discussions, but 20 something year olds also, I mean, if I was there when I was 20 something, a hundred percent, I would also really, really, really be trying to like hook up and get laid. I'm not going to lie. Like, right. Like, so that's what, that's really, I guess what I was thinking about in terms of lesbian love Island when I started imagining it. Oh, I bet you're imagining it. What? the recouplings would look like like because we've talked about like sort of you know the lesbian stereotypes of u-hauling and on turkey bastering and all of that stuff right yeah so what would that look like on love island <laughs> when you're spending 24 7 with somebody okay like, well, you get loved up super fucking fast okay? exactly and i mean Even when you're heterosexual you get loved up super fast so lesbian time is like <laughs> Like, you are in love within the first, like, what, half hour, hour, two hours? And that would, this is the juicy part. So all that bullshit aside, um, sorry for us to take so long about talking about that, but literally that's what it would be like. Because women, you know, we are like that. Now to the juicy stuff. Um, First things first. Yeah, it took us a while to warm up, huh, Nicole? That's usually how it it works, but once we do. We needed uh, a little foreplay before we get to the good stuff. Ew, stop. (laughs) That made me blush. Um, the good Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the good stuff. Um, I think that for the most part, I don't know how the pairings would go. I don't know that it would like end up being um, butch femme or butch femme, um, butch femme or like hey mama's stem, which is kind of like stem is like I feel like it's you know I'm not gonna say that because I don't know for stem? sure. Yeah, there's like it's some definition on TikTok that's used a lot. Seems that is both. science tech. I, I it's not though. I said the same thing. Um, in the in in is in the context of like talking about like sexuality or lesbian stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking like, about in the context of like. Oh, same. Every video I watched, I was like, God, I really like that they're really representing women in science in this app. But then it found out that it was like more about like switches, which means like you can be top or bottom I don't know there's all these terms that the Utes are into these days which I think it's kind of cool it's fun it's fun to have you know like I don't know it's fun to use those kind of it's fun to have like um like things to call yourself like that and kind of like fit in the culture I mean the way language evolves is really like it's fun and fascinating and interesting and wild and weird and yeah super cool um, what I think would end up happening, if if I'm honest, I think that there would be a lot, I think there would be a couple of the Hey Mamas girls kind of like macking on all the other girls. I can't believe I just said that out loud. Um, and that would happen, but I think a lot of the other girls would pair up. You know, like, because they end up finding, like, I feel like if you get the Hey Mamas girls, and I'm talking more, like, not the looks, but more the attitude, the kind of, like. I know exactly the attitude that you're talking about. I want to name somebody that we know, but I also don't want to name somebody that we know. (laughs) Is it me? I'm just kidding. (laughs) I have literally literally no swagger. (laughs) No, it's not you. 
the swagger thing like would work for a minute and at first they would they would probably like kind of make out with a lot of girls but i think what would end up happening because there's a little bit more like vulnerability and let's not forget that we're on like an island so like it's hella romantic in some ways although it's wildly produced and there are producers there and stuff but you still have these moments of like beaches and trees you're gonna want somebody more like introspective like probably like the girl who's like uh, you know reading on the beach instead of like just like kind of like you know slithering around (laughs) trying to hook up I feel like I don't know I'm looking for a slither (laughs) you know what listen 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 if you are I feel like that like it totally happened but what I think would happen would that there would be like I think there'd be some very fucking weird pairing because what would here's what I see happening is that um so you split these two groups okay and then within those groups you would end up having like people forming like partnerships like friendships rather right and we all know like the best kind of trope is like the friends to lovers thing right and I feel like that person that you'd maybe initially partner up with to like kind of you know, ooh, we're going to do this, let's be friends, and let's, there, there would end up being tension there. Intention is the biggest thing with women. The problem with, like, the problem with tension, even though it's lovely, and it's literally the best thing about, like, dating or whatever, is that sometimes it takes a girl, like, um, getting hit over the head with a coconut to, like, see it, you know what I mean? Not, like, literally, but, like, and so I think that big drama would end up being these, like, fucking friends to lover. Like, I don't know if she likes me type thing. Yes. Or, like, yes, they like each other, but they don't know. And then, God forbid, they do know and they don't fucking do anything about it. Like, I think it would be much more endearing than a lot of these shows. Like, I think, okay, I've seen a couple, a couple instances where I feel like maybe something real happened. Um, remember that one show we watched that I was telling you about was there in the pods? And there was just that one couple that was, like, pretty realistic. It seemed that they really, like, hit it off. I can't remember the show. I'll have to send it to the link after. But um, it's rare. Most of the time it's kind of, like, flirtatious, like, fun behavior, maybe, like, making out. But with girls I feel like it would be a little more with women rather more drawn out because women love that you know like it'd be this whole like but then also the hey mamas would be like also hooking up with other women in the meantime (laughs) like it'd just be a big fucking mess and I love it and then there would be the one girl who probably fell in love with like the fucking like um like key grip on the show or the producer or something you know like (laughs) it'd be all sorts of like wild connections Oh, I love that idea. Somebody yeah. falling in love with somebody off camera. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I think. Like, w- women just have a tendency to, you know, the way that they just, um, like, kind of treat relationships. It- it's just different. And it's, like, so thought out. And there's, like, this whole, there's so much room for, like, um, you know, like, dialogue between the two. Like, men... See, it, I, we've had this conversation before. For my, in my experience, men, um, they get to the point a little quicker, which can be good too. You know, sometimes like it's fucking exhausting to like be friends with a girl for like forever and be like, I 
thinks she likes me and I like her and blah, blah, blah. And nobody ever, like, actually just does anything. And I think producers will probably end up having to make things happen a bit more in that show. Oh, for sure. I think producers would definitely be pushing. So I I don't think that things would move as slowly as, as, as you think. I feel like, I really feel like things would move extra quickly on Lesbian Love Island, like faster than on Hetero Love Island. Because of the, yeah, but I think the connection time that they're spending, you know, in close quarters with each other. I just, I don't think it would take as long on Lesbian Love Island as it does on Hetero Love Island, just because, because women do, I think we do tend to like, you know, we, we do trust our gut. We do trust our instincts and we get those instincts when we meet somebody, you know what I'm saying? And I think that like, people would get on that show and they'd be like, okay, I like her and I like her or whatever. And then you have one one-on-one and you kiss them and you're done. <laughs> I think maybe, okay, maybe, maybe because you're right, maybe because there would be the one-on-ones. So it wouldn't be like so organic, but I don't, I think once they started, it would be all over. It'd be so quick, but I think that the uh, starting part would be harder, but I mean, you're right though, with like having those kind of forced dates, I feel like that would make it happen. But yeah, the- so I feel like they would get coupled up super quickly, but that for me is why there is more room for more drama because that's where the introducing of new islanders becomes more interesting. Ooh. Okay, so um now we're over that hump of the whole how it would happen. So let's say okay, we're all coupled up now. Now what? Well, now you start introducing new Islanders, right? And like, and then you get to Casa Amor, right? Where they're like that halfway point that I told you about. Mm-hmm. And what they tend to do with Casa Amor in terms of who they bring in is they bring in somebody who is sort of on par with somebody who's already there in the other villa, right? Okay. So if you're in the quote-unquote lads villa, and they're bringing in the six new girls, six new girls are going to be physically in some way resembling the girls in the other villa. Do you see what I'm saying? So okay, it's like, yeah. so there's that sort of, if you have a quote-unquote type, your type is coming in again, and maybe they have better, you know, maybe they have better banter. Maybe they have better swag. Maybe they oh. have better whatever, right? And then you're spending that time with them. And now you're coupled up with them in this new villa. <laughs> I can't. Okay, this is stressing me out. I could not imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would want to be one of the second people, though. Because don't I don't want to get started in the beginning. I don't want to be, like, the person that comes in. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I certainly don't want to be, like... I'm in love, and then some other fucking, like, yeah, no, oof, I don't know, that, I, I can honestly say that, that, at that point, I'm not 100% sure what would happen, I, I can't even think of it in that context of, like, people, it'd be fucking drama, you're right, it would be drama, yeah, I'd love to see it, no, I think, I think on Love Island, they have, like, a, a limit of two drinks a night unless they have like a party night or something like that. I might be wrong about that. I might be thinking of a different reality show. Really? So 
Yeah. And so like on, at least on, on, if, if it's a limit of two drinks per night, you know, you're pretty much erring on the side of, okay, not too much alcohol induced drama. Definitely. Yeah. No, two drinks would be, yeah, no. But okay. Well, I mean, then I think if there was, what's up? Not fuel the fire so much, but I still feel like there would be so much drama anyway. Do you think that you would see um, women leaving women for other women? <laughs> like, do you think that would be as common? I think it would. I think you're right. I think people would be like, it's written in the stars. It's chemistry. We have it. Um, yeah. God, they're missing out on doing something like this. Really? I think so. We, listen, so where I grew up... There's, like, this little, um, not little, but there's, like, you know, I grew up where all these lakes are, okay? And there's this one lake called Orchard Lake, and in the middle of it is this place called Apple Island. And everybody went there, like, in my, like, school district, West Bloomfield, we all went there for, like, field trips. I feel like we should do <laughs> fucking lesbian love island on Apple Island. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be so fun. Uh, so we need, um, some lesbians to, uh, you know what, you know what, you could, I mean, listen, I'll, obviously, I don't want to discount our bi friends or pan friends, um, but just women that date women, obviously trans women are women, so that's not even a question, but, like, yeah, I think we should do Apple Island, um, <laughs> lesbian love island. <laughs> um, I love the idea of just doing Apple Island. And, and making it whatever it, we want. Oh, my God. Because, like, Adam and Eve and Eve with the Apple Apple Island. Oh, my God. We are creating a whole new world. I'm actually literally going to Google and see if we can borrow Apple Island for a little while. And that do would some be kind so of, fun. like, lesbian something. Or we could do fucking survival and put them all through it. Just kidding. That's bad. Oh, no. But it would be so much fun. Like, listen, we don't even need a casting call. We've got enough friends that we could put on this island and tear them apart it would be so great yeah I do know yeah I do have it I mean I know some of our listeners would be into this yes for sure um okay so at the end let's say we're at to the end of the show to the end of thing do you think the couples would like hold up do you think they would like because I feel like a lot of them would leave moving in together like leave together together oh 100 percent yeah yeah at the end, basically, like what happens is, is the two, uh, the couple that is voted by the public, um, they win the $50,000 or whatever. And they, they each, there are two envelopes and they pick, you know, they each pick one envelope and they open them up. And one envelope contains zero and the other envelope contains $50,000. And that's when they decide if they're going to stay together or split apart. And that's when you know if they were there for the love or the money. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, have, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what would happen there. I don't think any lesbian would ever leave the island without $25,000 in her pocket if she yeah. was partners. Yeah, I feel like if you've gotten to that point, you're pretty much done. Now, whether or not you're going to stay together is another issue. That's fair. And as my friend Christine says, there's plenty of fish in the fridge. So, yeah. Wild, huh? 
Speaking of fish in the fridge, um, do we have more to say about this, or should we switch over to crushes? We do crushes. Let's do crushes. Especially because it sounds like Echo really has a crush he wants to get out. He's in love with me. Who's not? Time on Love Island, Nicole, hashtag Nicole is perfect, will tell us who her crush is. Dun, 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 dun. Nicole, oh. who's your crush? My crush is sort of topical. My crush this week is Christian Haggerty. Now, who she is, um, they're, again, like, since, you know, what we're talking about, uh, like, these reality shows, and I told you I watched um, Paradise Island, which is... Uh, similar to Love Island, but it more, um, it was like all the contestants from The Bachelor. There was a contestant from The Bachelor named Demi Burnett, um, and she is queer, and she ended up having, like, you know, like you were saying, they bring new people in. Well, Christian was one of the girls that they, or one of the people that they brought in, and basically what it was was to just, probably for views, but also because Demi and Christian had dated previously, and then Demi and Christian ended up getting engaged. They did later split up, and then Demi wore a jacket with a Confederate flag. So we do not stand her that much at all, actually, rather. But her, uh, Christian, the girl that she was, like, engaged to, um, first of all, is, like, just overall, she's super hot. And second of all, like, she has really been, like, vocal about, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what happened? What did I get into? And, like, I feel like her feelings were real and... I don't, I don't want to say Demi's weren't, but, like, it, it was off somehow. But I feel like Christian was, like, more of the real deal. And, again, she's super hot. So, call me. Okay. <laughs> well, my crush this week is a little bit more general. Okay. But also topical. Okay. And that is, I heart the faceless announcers on these like the faceless MCs on these dating reality shows the ones who say the goofy kitschy things that make me giggle a little bit when they make fun of the contestants you know what I'm talking about yeah like voiceover action that introduces the next segue or the next scene before you know they're not the host because they're not the model beautiful woman that is coming out to dismiss people uh, it's the it's just this random faceless person that you just hear every episode. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the UK guy on Love Island cracks me up. I mean, he's just totally fucking goofy and so yeah. I mean, and and there have been and the circle people have cracked me up as well. So it's like, yeah, why not make those people my crush? We never see them. We don't know who they are. Yeah, they deserve it. I love voice actors. I think that, like, voice actors are amazing. I actually... I feel like I've got a face for radio, so, hey. Same. I love, um... Like, they're, you know, I told you how about my thing with audiobooks. And, like, I go to bed every night, too. Same five audiobooks. And I would die to me, the person who actually reads them. Because, like, it's, can make, it, it can be such a beautiful experience when somebody, like, reads the book... I don't want to say well, because it's not like they're doing a good job or bad job, but they just have a, their voice is really suited for the book. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, there are yeah. some voices, there are some people who write books, who narrate their own books, who should not. 
Yeah, but there's some people that do, like David Sedaris. Oh, absolutely. 100%. David Sedaris is another ball game. Him but you know what I'm saying? There are some people who should yeah. not narrate their own book because it it lessens the impact of the book. Completely agree. Um, I don't know if you ever read Tolstoy, but like um, Anna Karenina is like one of the most beautiful books of all time. And uh, the version on Audible, Maggie Gyllenhaal reads, and she does such a lovely job. Like it is, first of all, the book is so beautiful. And second of all, her reading it, the whole thing together is such a magical experience. Like, oh my God, every spring I re- I re-listen to it because it gets me like, it just feel, it sounds like spring. I don't know how to explain it, but it sounds like spring. And wow, I'm gonna have to check that out. I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh my and god! I'm and really like, glad that you didn't say it was Tolstoy reading because that would have been really creepy. Thank you very much. Tolstoy is—I I actually really love. Uh, I mean, all, all of his books, but Anna Karenina is just. Yeah, but I, he's also like really dead. So him reading his book. Super dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Anna Karenina is just a beautiful book, and oh my god, it's—I don't the way he just everything, and Maggie Gyllenhaal reading it is so perfect. So ah. yeah. Totally check that out. Awesome. Um, okay, and so uh, just for you folks who are listening right now, just to let you know, we will not be, uh, ha- we won't have an episode next week. I am moving, and I do need to move through the week, and it's just going to be too chaotic. So unfortunately, we will be taking a week off, but um, we'll be back in two weeks. Yes, we will be back in two weeks, and we are so grateful that you listen and. Help imagine Love Island lesbian style with us. And you know what? If you're interested in Apple Island, hit us up. Because Apple, Apple, Apple Island, Island is happening. I love it. Um, Apple Island is happening this summer. So if you're vaccinated and you're in, hit us up. I, it, actually, you're right. If you're vaccinated and you want to, um, let me just call Apple Island, though. But, like, let's do it. For real. Like, I, I want to do Apple Island, the reality. Well, if not Apple Island, then Strawberry Fields. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, actually, I do know a Strawberry Field. Actually, I know Lavender Field. It's really beautiful. But, anyway, it's beyond the point. So, Apple Island this summer. Um, if you have any other ideas for lesbian shows you'd like to reimagine, let us know. Um, and please, I, please, you can find us anywhere you find us. Or... Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. At Queerdos on Facebook. And Queer Podcast on Instagram. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all of that. Leave us a message. And uh, we'll see you in two Tuesdays. <laughs> see you in two Tuesdays. Stay weird. Be queer. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'm a summer person now, by the way. Um, I hate winter now. I'm a summer person, and it'll be great. Wow, that yeah. is a big deal. Something when- happened this last year. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's the pandemic and just being inside and like being like. I mean, I know that you've been edging this way, but like you're just fully committing now. I'm committed now. I'm so fucking looking forward to the summer. It's insane. So. Should we just call off the Netherlands? Like, don't hit you up. Don't hit you up. I think that that is very, I mean, no, I don't think I'm ready to make that kind of commitment to it. Okay. Um, That's too short. In Norway, I'm still, like, definitely open for it. But what I am going to do is include, like, this is why you got to watch The Only Way is Essex. So they all go to Marabella in Spain, and it's, like, this really, apparently, it's, like, this, like, trashy European vacation spot. 
that's kind of like Daytona Beach or something. You know what I mean? And so, like, I'm opening up my, um, so it's not just Norway anymore. So, like, um, maybe, like, Marabella, Spain, or, like, all these, like, warm places and stuff, they can hit me up, too. Okay. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I don't know what's changed, but but talk to me midsummer though, too. And let me see where I'm at. 